Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio with you tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Riley. And Nikki. Dave Ridley from the RidleyReport.com. I mean, just RidleyReport.com. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Ridley. Hey, yet another uh, New Hampshire government abuse. Uh, Hmm. This one helped by the federal government, as is often the case. Uh, So this is a reminder that Ian Freeman is not the only person getting an excessive sentence for doing nothing really harmful. Um, This is a drug case. I guess a guy named uh, John Sant. John Santiago, a.k.a. Freddie Muniz, Muniz um, they just gave him 20 years to life for having allegedly a pound of fentanyl wow. and, 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 alleged, and allegedly intending to sell it. Well, they can just say that you were intending to sell it if you have, like, bags in the car or a, over Or a if you have, like, amount. cash or whatever. But, yeah, a yeah. pound sounds like a lot. That, is, that does sound like a lot of fentanyl, for sure. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to find out where he's locked up, but it doesn't say. Where is he from? Uh, yeah, it's in New Hampshire, but I don't know exactly which town. It was Hillsborough County. Oh, but it's County. in New Hampshire? Yeah, in Hillsborough County. Yeah, Hillsborough, Hillsborough County Yeesh. Superior Court. Uh, the DEA was involved. Um, and it's a nice time to remind people that uh, another time when the DEA was involved, they wound up uh, in a shootout, shooting up you know, back and forth in a hotel hmm. and ruining the hotel uh, in Manchester. Oh. Remember when that happened about four years ago? No. I did not hear about that. There was one I heard about in 2011 that killed an old lady, or it might have just injured, injured her, but they were at their own house. They were shooting it. Um, they were saying that they were looking for her grandson or something, but they somehow ended up at her house, and he wasn't even there, and they were shooting in, and they injured this old lady in Manchester because he had drugs, supposedly. Yeah. So if any, anyone wants to write this guy, I guess you, you would just, uh, you know, Google uh, fentanyl uh, uh, sentence New Hampshire. And it's all over the news. So and someone probably has in, information there on where, where he is. But it's, it's John, John Santiago. Yeah. He's been sentenced already. Yeah. 20 years to life. And in fact, it looks like it but looks I, like maybe that doesn't two di- make sense to me. Right. Because like, is it 20 years or is it life? What is if he's already sentenced, right? Doesn't that mean they would have already decided, like, yeah. how much time he's serving? Or the Union Leader article says, "quote Santiago was sentenced in Hillsborough County Superior Court to a stand committed sentence of twenty years to life." Unquote. Hmm. And there's yeah. a second, there's a second twenty year sentence hanging over him that is currently suspended. Oh, okay, yeah, because I see that, um, that's what it looks like. I have a. Uh, a similar article pulled up on actually the Department of Justice and H.gov. Um, it's saying he had approximately half a kilo of fentanyl. This was in Hillsborough County. I wonder what town. It must have been, uh, I'm assuming it's like out towards Nashua area. I think that's a little bit more popular in that neck of the woods. But either way, I mean, it's definitely... I have a hard time with this because I am not a fan of Fentanyl. a lot of these drugs. I mean, I've seen I've seen way too many people die. I've like had to resuscitate like with my own hands way mm. too many people because of this stuff. But it, it, it's tough because well, it's like f- people buying this stuff like it's voluntary. If this dude is in jail, 
you know how many other people in Lawrence, Lowell, you know, like all of these other places where this stuff is really prevalent and really popular. Like you can literally buy this anywhere. So they're going to take a spot immediately. That's the thing. Like, so this guy's in jail now. Big whoop. Someone else is going to be selling this. And so it's, like, it's going to make the drug more expensive anyway. So and more people. You're not going to change how many people want to buy fentanyl by locking somebody up. What you're, what you're going to change is the price and the way this drug is sold. And on if the it's more expensive than it should be uh, naturally, then you're just going to have more people doing like crime in order to get it. Yeah, I mean, if we if we are in, we are in agreement that there's a problem with fentanyl and it's dangerous, that's not the, that's not the point of argument. The point of yeah. argument is that this this problem is happening in an environment of drug prohibition, not an yeah, environment right. of drug freedom. Yeah, so if, if we were having all kinds of problems with fentanyl in an environment of drug freedom, then you could start criticizing the drug freedom if you wanted. But, you know, in Portugal, when they legalized all this stuff, the, the drug problems went down. So I, I bet that I bet that wouldn't hold much water. If you like watch any documentaries or anything like that, they're like, all it takes is a gr- like a enough fentanyl, like a grain of salt, yeah. and it will kill you. And it's like, okay, maybe if it's really strong, but it's just like, oh. like I said, like there's no regulation of this stuff because it's illegal and it's so underground. Yeah, and I, I don't think there should be like government regulation, but. Like human well, regulation of the regulate, people, uh, exactly. Things yeah, with like um, agreements across industries, or just like yes, um, people who buy it being like, I'm not going to buy from this company because they don't have X. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like when you document. buy, when you buy like Motrin from CVS, you're like, okay, these this is my favorite brand because I take this one and it works better. I don't like the generic brand because I don't like the fillers in and it. And if you or hear it, somebody sort of Dying from one brand of Motrin, you're not going to take it. Stop using it. Yeah, also, exactly. The, the thing to remember too is that drugs still end up in prisons. And if you're a parent yeah. listening yes, to this do. and you're really worried about your kids taking drugs, you know, maybe talk to them about harm reduction or talk to them about, hey, our policy as a family is we don't do drugs in this house. And yeah, uh, education. The other thing I don't like about this story that uh, really brought in is the thought crime aspect of it. It just should never be illegal to have an intention yeah, that, the especially intent if to it distribute can't be proven like you can't that's not proof because somebody has a lot of fentanyl doesn't prove that they wanted to sell it even if it's so much that it's like oh more than likely it's not proof of what was going on in somebody's freaking brain and it, yeah. that makes me mad like so, Ian's in jail right now with a guy yeah. who um he got I don't know how much time he's in for but he got intent to distribute and he swore he's like no and like seriously that's just how much I was using I was just using that much Whatever drug. Yeah. And, well, and, and that's the thing, too. Uh, and I mean, so like, let's use a different example. Like when we're talking about like large quantities of stuff. So say I have 100 pounds of flour just because I like to buy things in bulk. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I mean, you could you could say oh, 100 pounds of flour. You're never going to use that much. You might but, be willing to sell flour on the black market. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's like, am I selling the flour? No, not necessarily. Maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, but that actually wasn't my intention. Such a good point. Like so, people never would that wouldn't even cross exactly. someone's mind in other products. But but that's the thing. Like when we're talking about drugs, it's like, oh, you would he without a shadow of the doubt is absolutely going to sell that. Maybe he was. Probably, probably was, but maybe he wasn't. And that's the thing. And it's like you don't know his intention, and it's like you can't read his his mind. And, yeah, it doesn't seem right to throw people in prison for what they're thinking or what their intentions are or aren't. Right.
It's like if you cut, you can't prove that. You you really can't prove that, especially if the person, if the person admits to it, that's one thing. Yeah. And cops don't want to have to work hard enough to actually be like catching someone who is the drug dealer of this town and stopping it. They just want to be like, well, we caught a drug dealer without having to do any kind of actual work at all. Yeah. Um, And I'm not saying that they should have to work, but I'm just saying that's how uh, they do it. That They want to be able to announce that they did something really big and great. Yeah. Without any uh, work. Just remember, drugs win the dro- or drugs keep winning the war on drugs. They do, mm-hmm. and um, the more that it um, people get punished for it like this, the more dangerous the drug war gets. The more casualties, and if we just put this stuff in CVS, like Nikki and Riley were talking about, everyone would be a lot safer from people committing crimes in order to get their drugs, and from um, criminals stealing their money for them to put this guy in jail like you are paying for that you're getting stolen from yeah in order to pay for this guy to go to jail uh ridley says it's sixty thousand dollars a year it's a lot yeah i just want to clarify i'm not i wouldn't advocate for putting something like fentanyl or cocaine or speed or whatever in in cvs i just think we should talk about harm reduction if someone's going to partake i mean i think you know what and i'm not a fan of like any of these drugs really but i don't think they're a good idea to use i think typically like sobriety is better um but i will also say i don't agree or i don't um think the majority of the drugs like the pharmaceuticals in cvs right now most of those are also dangerous right and i would absolutely not take them right so i mean and and I but I still think that people have like Tylenol that's killing your liver. Yep. But you still yeah. have the right to take it if you yeah. feel like it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and also, it's not CBS up to me. Has the right to sell it. Like yeah, I think that that is a really terrible crime to tell business owners that they can't make money by selling something like. CVS having a product on their shelves that people want to buy is feeding so many families, is um, bringing so much prosperity, just CVS alone, um, not to mention like if it was in Walmart and everything else. And I also don't think that it's a good idea to take fentanyl. It kind of goes without saying, but I guess some people do need to need to hear you say it. Yeah, I think, think it's a bad idea to take fentanyl or heroin, and I would never and have never done those drugs. Apparently... The House voted, the federal United States government goons gang group. The parasite class in D.C. Yep, uh, called the Congress, the, the, well, at least the House, the House of Representatives, voted to censure Rep- Representative Rashida Tlaib over her Israel-Hamas rhetoric in a stunning rebuke. What does that mean? I thought you were saying censor before. Yeah, um, I was wondering exactly what the difference is, but basically it's a legal term, and it means that they're rebuking her, telling her she can't say stuff like that. They're just basically saying, oh, she's out of line and can't be saying such things as a representative. Yep, she's Well, that's dumb because she can say whatever she wants, but okay. It's crazy. I mean, it's not even like... I haven't read exactly everything she's said. I don't know that I would agree with everything she said. And I already am on the side of she shouldn't yeah, be so told she can't say it. She's a state rep. Um, fe- um, yeah, a House of Representatives rep. So um, as far as I know, right, uh, a state rep represents the people, right? That's the... That's the, that's uh, the lore. That's, yeah. that's what we're told anyway. We're told that's they what we're supposedly told. represent us. Yep. So, yeah, we choose these people to represent us. Uh, from what I've seen, there are quite a few people in the U.S. right now 
um, that do support Palestine. Right. So it sounds to to me like if she's like actually representing people, I'm sure people in her district have the same opinions of as her. So it's kind of crazy for them to say that as a rep, she's not allowed to say these things when she is kind of, you know, I mean, I'm sure some somebody in her district has that same opinion and she is representing them. And so, you know what I mean? The other like, thing is she's just saying things. She's not making laws. She should be yeah, allowed to well, say yeah. anything, th- even th- if she's the only one that's thinking it. But. The yeah. thing, too, is that the United States Constitution guarantees the freedom of speech in the First Amendment and doesn't say, oh, it's limited to only certain classes of people yeah. or these certain classes of people cannot exercise their free speech. So yeah. whether you agree with this representative or not about Palestine and the conflict in the Middle East... It doesn't give you the right to say, well, she should be censured and not allowed to speechify anymore. Yeah, we know freedom of speech isn't really an actual thing in the United States, though. Yeah, we do. It is scary to me that they're just acting like, oh, there's only one correct opinion in this war. Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen them really come out and say that yet, and this kind of is doing that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, if you, like, all the news stations, like, everywhere I look... It's like pro-Israel, pro-Israel, mm-hmm. pro-Israel. We're giving Israel money. Um, and I, you know, I've, I've said on this show before, um, I'm not rooting for either side of this war. I am supporting the individuals who are being harmed by the actions of governments and militaries. Like, that is whose side I am on. The that's, people, you know what I mean? That's my position, too. Although, yeah. I will say that I was raised in a Christian or group, a Christian religion. Yeah. And we were taught that uh, Jerusalem is the Holy Land, the Judea is the Holy Land, and we got to support Israel because they are the, they're God's chosen people. And yet, Islam is made up of people who say they're also God's chosen people. Right, so, right. who's really to decide yeah. this? And I, and I think that's why a lot of people are pro-Israel is because of their religious beliefs. Right. Um, because a lot of the people I see that are hardcore backing Israel in my personal life, they are all like devout Christians yeah. or, or, Jew, or, or Jewish people. Um, and it's kind of gross to like say that other people should die and have their homes destroyed because of your religion like maybe do some reflection and you know like maybe if you believe that maybe uh either you know your religion's off or your morals are off right because uh, that doesn't really sound and maybe take some time to reflect and be like wait a minute if if someone were to say that about me and my religion how would i feel yeah and the thing about it is I totally agree with and support self-defense, but I don't think it's self-defense when these people already got shot at and killed. Those people who shot at and killed them already killed themselves. Yeah. And now you're harming, bombing, destroying the homes of completely innocent people. Well, that's the thing. Like, this is how war r- works, right. right? It's just like going back and forth with the killing and the destruction um, with the intent to win, and to conquer just um but- for me just to be clear like the 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 horrors inflicted on the the jews and the palestinians or whoever or when hamas attacked are horrible yeah absolutely but at the same time the way israel's handing handling this or the israeli government is handling this is also just as horrible i'm gonna go to um it says crazy kyle crazy kyle you're on the line with us what's on your mind how you doing? Well, it's constitutional, Kyle. Oh. But I have a, I have a conviction against 
I called a while back about my car being stolen when I was at the FBI filing a public corruption yeah. complaint. Okay, I remember you. I remember that. Yeah, so uh, they substantiated my complaints about the officer doing cyber terrorism to me, and uh, I've, they told me uh, state, local, and federal prosecutors have told me to drop off the cyber crime uh, substantiated report by the NYPD to federal agencies such as Department of Justice or FBI. But uh, the what do you mean by agents, that? What is uh? What were well, they doing to cyber um, terrorize you? Uh, so they send all my emails and phone calls and texts and all that through a proxy, and they decide who I get to talk to. So I have to uh, give this information to prosecutors in person. And it's about the Department of Homeland Security because that's the division of the NYPD without jurisdiction. I did it. So when I go down to uh, the FBI building contractors for the Department of Homeland Security will not allow me in the building to give evidence. Huh. Yeah, they beat me up one time, broke my rib. Other oh times they told me I, I don't have... Uh, I have video of this I could share with you. But I ha another time they told me I don't have uh, any first, fourth, sixth, eighth, or tenth amendment rights. And I asked when the marshal came out, and he said, yeah, it's because of uh, local policy. Whoa, that's, that's crazy. really crazy. I believe it because they take away plenty, plenty of your rights um, as soon as you step on federal property. Uh, well, uh, you see, the thing is, I don't think I know how they made a law abridging the Constitution, and I can't. And they're telling me to email me, email the cybercrime information that's still ongoing. So it just doesn't make sense. Well, uh, any update about your car? Did you ever find the car? Oh, yeah, I got it back, and then I uh, proved, uh, I'm still in Georgia, I, my mail got stolen, my insurance lapsed, I re, you know, I reported that, uh, my mail being stolen a few months before to the local police, and then I found the person through, uh, you know, a cell phone app that tells you what cell phone you're hooked up to, I was hooked up to this guy's house, sent all the information to the police department, and then when I left, they, uh, they pulled me over an hour later and told me I didn't have insurance, and I, I was like, well, that, yeah, that's part of my complaint, that I'm not getting my mail. Uh, and then they impounded my car. Dang. And they did it a, a second time. Well, they just reached into my car, took the keys, and impounded it. When I, was I told them on video, I I'm not committing to a search of my car. And they threat I told them it was a whistleblower, and then they threatened me with were arrested. Do you have a YouTube or anything where you post uh, the video where they um, broke yeah, your ribs? Uh, I could, yeah, I could, send, I could send you that one. I'll, I'll post it at uh, FTL underscore Bon. Bonnie, yeah. On Twitter. Oh, oh it's Bonnie. Yep. On Twitter, yeah, uh, yeah. My my Twitter is uh at Sas Sasquatch Sounds. Oh, okay. And uh, and you know because it's not a uh, it's apparently it's a mythical thing that's happening to me and it's not real. I even made a a short documentary that's called uh, Live Fictional Movie in parentheses I Want to Kill the President. And the Secret Service came and talked to me. Whoa. And I told them I told them what was going on. And they didn't arrest me because uh, they kind of knew it was true because of the substantiated reports for the NYPD. And I'm just going to go straight to the phones. We have John in Nebraska. John, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. I was just going to talk about the censure real quick. I just, I, I think that the lady, she has a, uh, like a family member in Palestine. I don't know if it's like her grandma or something. I'm not really sure, but I just, I just think that, uh, you know, I think that Republicans were kind of gaslighting her. Right. Um, I that or a lot of them just don't understand the issues, you know, or they just, I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like this whole thing is, it's just crazy. I mean, she's coming out and she's, she broke down what she said. 
you know, she said she didn't mean it the way that they were trying to define it. Like they're trying to make it sound like she's like anti-Israel or something. Um, she came out and I'm pretty sure that she said she, that's not the way she meant, uh, what, what, what is it from the river to the sea or whatever she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that they kind of took that out of context or something, but, uh, you know, I just, I kind of feel like with all the innocent people that are, you know, just, it's just way too much going on over there right now. We don't know everything either. You know, I'm pretty sure like the UN is like saying, you know, that there's war crimes going on there. They got to investigate all that stuff. We also don't know who the good guys are. Yeah. There's just a lot of, uh, a lot of things that are disappointing. I think now's a good time to like start looking into like uh websites. I don't know. There's one, I think it's called uh open secrets is it like opensecrets.com or something. Okay. See where, see where all the money goes, you know, cause like I've, I've heard, I've heard people say, you know, we, uh, we send money to foreign countries and right. And, and Israel is a strategic ally in that region. And I don't think we want to lose uh, allies in that region. I mean, you look at Saudi Arabia, I mean, they, they, they their human rights violations are crazy, but Hey, there are allies, you know, but I, I just, I just think that like that region is just like something that like our, you know, like our, I don't know, the war hawks of our country, the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The defense contractors and all the people who make all the, you know, fancy, you know, war equipment, like missiles and stuff. They don't, they don't want us to uh, get out of that region anytime soon. I think, right. aren't they getting ready to send like troops over there or something? I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like it's just too crazy. And I know that like, there's gotta be money going over there, but it's not being used for what, yeah, uh, most people think it should be used for. I think you know, all that money going to Israel, you would think it'd be going, you know, improve their, you know, schools or hospitals or maybe something in relation to like you know their airports. So, you know, if like there are allies, you know, maybe we need to land planes over there or something. I don't know, but I, like I hospitals, like right? Like some, you know, to yeah. help the injured, like something beneficial, right? But yeah, I highly doubt right. it's going towards any of that. I guess- it just seems like they're trying to expand and uh, maybe, you know, just turn that whole place into and a parking lot. get us involved in, in any yeah. way. Like now, whenever you're looking up um, news articles for like this show, I have to look up news articles to talk about. I see things that say like um, Western countries are backing this war. So it'll say like United States backed war. And it's like, oh, wow, that well, that's terrible. That doesn't uh, look good. It It's, you know, thrust upon me without my permission that this is being you know, backed by my country, supposedly. Yeah. I don't, I don't really want my tax dollars going towards uh, the slaughter of innocent yeah. people. I think that half their population isn't like under the age of 24 or something. So like most are these families, like they can't, there's, you know, like there's like a lot of people who just don't want anything to do with religion or politics and they're just caught up in that mix. And it's just horrible. I mean, where are they going to go? I don't even know if they have uh uh, passports or anything, you know, it's just, Wait, it's Israel? just a horrible situation. The people in I know Israel? in uh, Gaza oh. and, uh. Uh, and just, I, I just think that, I don't know. Like, I just think that like, even in Israel, I suppose there's people who don't want the war. I mean, you know, it's, it seems more like Netanyahu is like a, he's kind of like their version of Trump. Right. I mean, he's only a little bit war. more far to the right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But hey, uh, thank you for taking my call. Hopefully someday, you know, maybe 20, 30 years from now, uh, you know, our generation will be more peaceful than the previous ones or something. But hey, thank Let's you. Let's hope we learn the lessons of war before it's too late. I pulled up this article from 
AJC.org, which is, um, where did it go? It's American Jewish Committee. And they are going to explain to us why the Israelis consider from the river to the sea a hate speech phrase. So let's get into it. It says why it's anti-Semitic. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free is a common call to arms for pro-Palestinian activists, especially student activists on college campuses. It calls for the establishment of a state of Palestine from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, erasing the state of Israel and its people. And, you know, like, if this had happened before, what, 1949, and um, there were people who were Israeli saying the term from the river to the sea, Israel Israel will will be be free. free. You could say the same exact thing, and that's what they actually did. They took up arms, took this land, and Mm -hmm. um, settled in this place where people already had been. But you have to remember... This was supported by the world at large because the Jewish people had just undergone a horrible incident known as the Holocaust that people are denying today. So it's just interesting that, you know, a a plot of land, that people just keep fighting over a plot of land in the name of their God. And I think it's annoying that that people act like this was the only solution. Like, oh, this is this just the way it had to be, Bonnie. Do you want all Jews to die? No, I just think there shouldn't be laws controlling who gets to travel to where? Like during um, World War II, how there was something called the journey of the da- the voyage of the damned, or the ship of the damned. I think it was. There was a shipload of Jews who were trying to escape it, uh, Europe, probably Germany. I'm not exactly sure what I, country. I, I think it's Germany or Poland. Yeah, yeah, and, those were the main. Um, yeah. It was before things got really, really bad. But the United States, it was still bad for them. They're getting out of there, and the United States said, uh, "No, uh, turn no, around. Turn around. Go back to wherever you came from. We yep. can't have you here. We and can't have this." Obviously, just one they were killed. Load. Yep. Um, all countries, most countries in the world, were doing that. They're like, "Well, I don't want to take them." Well, you should. It shouldn't be up to you. It should be up to. Do they have the ability to get in a ship and go to this land? Yeah. Um, and when they get there, do they have the ability to get a job, sustain themselves, build a house? That should be so all awful. there is to it. Yeah. Imagine that. No, you have to stay in this place where people hate you. And, and not only just the government is trying to genocide your people, but Poland, the Polish people, like the average Polish person was incredibly racist hmm. to the Jewish people, right? Yep. They were making their lives living hells. Hmm. So who, I, it just is amazing, like... People should be able to cross borders and go places and establish a life wherever they wish. Like it's straight. And if if they're like genuinely not welcome, the people there, I guess, will tell them, right? Um, but to just like as a governing body, be like, no, you have to go back to where you're going to be murdered and gas chambered and tortured. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then like. For the U.S. to be like, no, we're the good guys. We're going to come fight with you in the war and save you. After it's that, like, right. Yeah, give me a break. While the majority of both parties have historically stood firmly on the side of Israel, divisions have emerged in the Democratic Party about the American response. Rep. Brad Schneider, Democrat from Illinois, the lone Democrat to vote with Republicans on th- or Tuesday to advance the censure resolution, said he believed it was an import it was important to debate the slogan from the river to the sea. Quote, it is nothing else but the call for the destruction of Israel and murder of Jews, the Jewish Democrat said. I will always defend the right to free speech. Talib has the right to say whatever she wants, but you're also voting to Yeah, it doesn't her. make any sense. Idiot. He added, 
but it cannot go unanswered. Well, the censure, all you have to do is answer. All you do is use your words to respond to her. If she was saying, even we need to kill Jews, all you need to do is use your words to respond. Respond to that, right? Yeah, they're trying to You can say, hey, we we don't advocate for the killing of people here. Yep. It says, while the censure of a lawmaker carries no practical effect, it amounts to severe reproach from colleagues. As lawmakers who are censured are usually asked to stand in the well of the House as the censure resolution against them is read aloud. But the resolution against Talib did not call for the public admonishment. I guess that could be a component of this, but it wasn't in this instance. Yeah. With the vote, Talib will become the second Muslim-American woman in Congress to be formally <laughs> admonished this year for her criticism of Israel. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Says Rep. Ihan Omar, a Democrat from Minnesota, was removed in February from the House Foreign Affairs Committee for a similar comment she made about Israel. Wow. I didn't hear about that. I did not either. Some on the left have criticized President Joe Biden's stance and urged him to put conditions on U.S. support for Israel. As its aggressive military campaign drives the Palestinian death toll higher. Like, if you think about it, already more innocent people have died in Palestine than died in Israel on October 7th. So it's like, when does when do you stop? Yeah. Are you just going to keep killing Palestinians that are innocent forever just to make up for the thousand or so that died in Israel? We stop when our Messiah comes back. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it feels like that, yeah. It sure feels like that. I don't yeah. think they it's believe that the Messiah it's has awful. been there. No, they don't believe that he came the first time like Christians do, but they yeah. believe there will be a, a, a messianic appearance by someone who's going to wipe out their enemies off the face of the earth. Yep. And that's pretty scary. It is. It says, some on the left have criticized... Oh, sorry, I already read that. While the vote against Tlaib will take place against the extraordinary backdrop of the war, um, the push to censure her is part of a growing pattern in the House. Censure has long been viewed as a punishment of last resort, just one step below expulsion, and to be triggered only for the most egregious wrongdoing. That's crazy. This isn't the most egregious wrongdoing. No. And that's the thing. It's like there are literally people being murdered right Mm -hmm. now. And she's not allowed to speak out against that. Right. It's crazy. And and to say like what she said is like rallying for war and violence. I mean, Joe Biden's giving money to war and violence. Like there already is war and violence. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, no, what she's doing is supporting the other side and that's not allowed. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. 86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Sarah, what's on your mind? Oh, yes. Uh, for the election, and then we're going to have a one runoff. We had four city councilors, but one of the people had three people running. So the top person, Nicole Rogers, got like um, 40, no, 44%. And then the second runner-up is uh, Jeff Holland. He got um, 
I think 40, no, 30, 34. So they're going to have the runoff, but I, I um, called the campaign office. I'm going to help volunteer and, um, you know, help her win. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, is it like Democrat versus Democrat or is it, is it um, a Republican in there? Okay, it's supposed to be so-called, um, supposedly it's supposed to be nonpartisan, but everybody knows what side they're on. Hmm. Like, obviously, Nicole Rogers is Democrat, and it seems like um, Jeff Hohen, he got busted for, um, what is it, um, taking money from the business pack. What, what oh. do you call those, like the businesses that uh, give them money no, um, it's like a business pack. I think that he takes money from from businesses to run his campaign or something, and they were on the news about it. It's illegal. So, I, you know what? That's why I'm trying to, or I don't know if it's legal. Is it like a disclose disclosure? Yes, this is um, disclose. You don't take like only three thousand dollars per business. I mean, that could be, it I could be like um, he's supposed to disclose it if he took a certain amount and he didn't do that. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what. I, and then they announced it on election day at nine thirty in the morning, and it didn't see that the people knew about it like a week before. He would not have even got that much thirty four points percentage. But all these people, they tell you all these things about these people when it's too late, like KKOB. So hopefully this will get um, this will reflect on the runoff that we're going to have next next month. But with a difference like that, she won by like ten points. So that means that she's going to make it for sure if there's just two of them. And um, it sounds like they're they wanted me to um, canvas. So we need volunteers for canvassing, and I'm just wow. like, Ugh. yeah. Have you ever done I'm that? Just... It's, it's hard work. You have canvassed? Yeah, yeah, in um, New Hampshire and Maine. You know something? I think I have canvassed, but I'm not. I'm not really for it because I don't like to be pushing a candidate. I've I always think it's had so, this. Uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, sorry. I I agree that it, it should be legal. It should be legal to do, but it's so against my nature to walk up to people's houses and tell them about um, a candidate. I only did it to come up here and visit New Hampshire. It, it was oh, you know, that was the whole reason is to, go, to go on vacation. They they kind of located you up there to. It was not a vacation. That was the reason well, for you were vacation. working, right? Yeah, I was Technically, working. Yeah. I was getting ten dollars an hour. I Dang. took a pay cut, and on the weekend or the days that I wasn't on slash the evening after I had worked, I was doing Uber Eats because yeah, they were not a, paying me a lot. Yeah, no, that's not a lot. Um, I don't blame you for doing Uber Eats. They're not paying you a lot. Yeah, and yeah. people tip so well up here. I, I absolutely love yeah. doing Uber Eats up Yeah, here. you want to make some know. real money? Do Uber Eats. Deliver pizza. Go work at Domino's. Yeah. Seriously. I, I, but it wasn't a vacation, but yeah, Sarah, yeah. I used it just to get up here and meet Ian and, um, yeah. But Sarah, I was actually surprised to hear that you have that opinion that you don't agree with, like, pushing a particular candidate. Yeah. Um, just because you typically have, um, like, pretty strong beliefs. I figured um, that's why you're she's usually, calling in about... Yeah, like, you're usually calling in to, like, advocate or, or, like, support a certain candidate or a certain thing, so... Can you just speak to but like he, more about that? Why you don't really think that's good? Well, um, you know what? Uh, here in Albuquerque, it's like for every one Republican, there's about like seven Democrats. 
So okay. it's technically not necessary. That the strategy for me is to just go have them go out and vote, showing them where to go, what the hours are, and what the rules of the votings are. That's more important. I just focused on that because okay. the. Them voting for a Democrat is just like automatic. That, that's true. Yeah. Sure. I I was thinking that I was like, I wonder if Sarah really likes this lady, or if it's just she doesn't know anything about her, but she knows she's a Democrat, so she's gonna vote for her, right? That's how, usually how you vote. Well, the, the the whole thing is that if you don't have to know nothing about her. It's just the fact that they're a Democrat. They're gonna help again the poor mm, people, the no. low income housing, free bus rides. That's the, what they all they have to know about. Is somebody is a they're a Democrat, and that's good enough. They don't. They don't. It, they're gonna. Is it good enough well, I though? Mean, I mean, do you really like? Can Can you make that assumption that just because well, someone's registered as a Democrat it, it, that they're gonna, you know, like support all of those things? Well, look at look at in in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You don't have. You're not dealing with a very high level of a very sophisticated, intelligent people or anything like that. So they're very simple. All you have to do is say Democrat, and that guarantees food stamps, EBT, Medicaid, low-income housing, Section A housing. That's it. That's all, you have to, that's all they want to know. Got so not actually about? mad at me, but kind of reprimanded me, ch- tried to censure me for saying that people <laughs> in New Mexico are dumb, but I took it back uh, ultimately. Yeah, but I mean, Sarah lives right. there, and she has firsthand experience, so... right. You know, I don't know what's going on over there, but it seems like, you know, she she's doing the Something's field research on. right now. Right. So I don't know. I'm going to take her word for it. We have Jet. Where are you at uh, tonight, Jet? Western. I'm in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, it's, nice. uh, it's, a, it's another constitutional carry state. Interesting. I've ne- but, never been to Idaho. Like... Oh, the northern Idaho. Uh, just call it up sometime. Take a look at the pictures. I it's, bet. Uh, it's I've very heard much, good things. Very, very much like new hampshire really with big lakes and mountains and yeah it's great that does sound great but uh but i wanted to uh come complain about people with titles ah uh, yes <laughs> you know i because i i get this i don't know this, this cringe or whatever it is whenever <laughs> i hear the word officials or authorities or <laughs> the honorable or even the word government just makes me want to go i don't know hit something or something but anyway because <laughs> I, I believe I, I know what you mean but we do i believe too. that no one human can be above another except in a voluntary sense let's say you're in a private business you hire on to somebody you have you have voluntarily and willingly subordinated yourself to that structure or let's say a voluntary militia something like that but any other organization that just kind of makes itself up and says, you will obey me, is an issue for me. Because I believe that there is no authority except the author and creator of the universe. I also believe that there is no such thing as government except on the shoulders of the one who judges all of mankind to be saved or to be condemned. So any other perspective, any other perception is being promoted by these people, these violent gangs of people who force their the concept upon you that says that they are your better, that they are your uh, magistrate, and you must do what they say. So, yeah, people with titles have no more right in my mind than anybody else. And uh, you're being kind of quiet about that. Oh, I, 
No, just, we're just listening because we everything. actually agree with that. It's yeah. something that we try and remember, but you know, we we get it's challenging sometimes, you know. Yeah, you didn't say anything wrong, so we didn't have to like interrupt you or anything like that. I do have a question <laughs> for you though. Um this time, yeah. So Jet right now Ian is in uh jail and he is reading this book called <laughs> The God of War. It's by a Christian for Christians. And he's trying okay. to convince Christians to be more anti-war. I just want to know, what is your stance, since you've shared with us before that you're a Christian, what's your stance on this war with Israel? Well, my understanding is the God I serve is a God of uh, love and peace. And his whole desire, obviously, with statements like, you know, love one another, and uh, love your neighbor as yourself, and that kind of thing. Um, the Bible also talks about how <clears throat> uh, foreigners in the land should be treated as brothers, uh, referencing the fact that at one point the Israelites were um, had to go into Egypt to kind of save themselves. Right. So, so my my position is that war is stupid. It really is. It's very unintelligent because think of all the technology that goes into some of these huge war machines like for russia and china and the u.s and all these other imagine if these people collaborated and put all their knowledge together what kind of a life and what kind of an earth we could be living in like free energy stuff yeah that's so true i mean yeah because but but they spend all of their time devising ways to destroy and kill and that um for me and I, I call myself a dedicated disciple of Christ because I believe in the concepts of love and peace. I believe that um, there is no other way to, to live amongst other people except with uh, caring and peace and love for them. Um, does that answer your question, at least? Yeah, it does a lot, and I, I thank you for that. I, I really wonder how people can love Jesus and the, read the things he said and then still be for killing people. It's absolutely crazy. Some of the things he has read, Ian well, has read can't. to me uh, from that war, God of War book, it, it was like there's lots of quotes of people from the past who were Christians and they're saying like, oh, I would give all of my sons for the, you know, this war that my country's in, just stuff like that. Like Americans, well, it's speaking awful. Of, speaking of titles, anybody can call themselves anything. Mm-hmm. You can call yourself a Christian. Most people call themselves Christian because they were born in America. Luckily, the government tried, but they have not destroyed Ian and I's lives. Like, they're actually, you know, killing other people. Yeah, um, I was thinking that that was a little a little dramatic. But, like, I, obviously, like, it has really impaired your life. I mean, yeah. you, uh, like, uprooted, I think, would be a good word. Right. I Destroy just, is a little, like, you know. I just want to point out that, like, Ian is literally still in good spirits, laughing, mm-hmm. being silly Ian and happy. And it's uh, like it's to the point where most people who are just in there for like a year are in such way worse spirits than Ian. Mm-hmm. I and, think that speaks a lot about Ian's character. Like he's right. yeah. like he's still in good spirits. He's not feeling like the world's out to get him. And it's truly what it means to be free in your own mind. Yeah, and I and I and I do like to kind of spread that message of freedom starts from within. Like it starts in your mind. Yeah. If you're like, and I know it's hard because you know, like life is really heavy. Like depression, all those things are very legit. Anxiety, stuff like that. Um, 
But those are things that we have control over and like we can work through that stuff. And like if you're as a human, like stuck in like depression and anxiety and like a lot of those things and being victimized. Yeah. Like being victimized by your emotions and by, you know, um, your trauma and things that have happened to you. Like you're never going to be truly free. I think once we can heal ourselves from within and kind of, you know, like start to work through a lot of that stuff. We can become truly free individuals no matter the circumstance. And we can help other people achieve that same thing. You know, Nikki, I agree with you. And, you know, doing doing the emotional work and the physical work to get through these emotions and work through them all is so difficult at times yeah. because, right. you know, from birth or whatever, we've been, I guess, programmed or or domesticated, mm-hmm. as Don Miguel Ruiz would put it in his book, The Four Agreements. I don't know if anyone. Yeah, I love that yeah, book. Yeah, I read yep. that too. So I'll listen to it. We've been domesticated as humans to dream a certain dream of the planet, a dream of the world, and we've been domesticated to experience all this trauma, all this stuff, and and we just continue to traumatize ourselves over and over again. And yet, we still got to do the work. Yeah, uh, this is what working with plant medicines is all about and should be all about is working through the work. And it's it's challenging when you start waking up to all this stuff that, oh, no, I've got all this stuff inside me that's really, really bogging me down. And I I have to work through it. And it's really challenging sometimes. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I try not, you know, I, I try to be like very like optimistic. And, you know, like when I when I say things like that, like, oh, no, like you have the power to do all these things right. and like all these this work. Um, And I don't want to downplay, like, what people are going through Um, with, like, a lot of my patients, like, even as a nurse. Like, I'm not a therapist, so we're not, like, super deep diving it. Um, But I will, like, just, like, talk with people. And, like, a lot of the people, like, I work with, the things that have happened to them are unimaginable to me. Yeah. And I'm, like, I, I have not experienced, like, thankfully... I have not experienced that level of trauma in my life that even some people do as like young children. Um, And it's horrifying and it's really sad. Um, So I don't want to downplay like some of the thing. Like I'm I'm not saying it's easy, but like I, I, I just think like I'm really proud of people who are actively taking the steps to become a better person and to work through their trauma and, you know, to to like work on their emotional regulation skills. And like because it is a lot of work and it's hard. Um, but it is possible. Um, and I think some people get like really bogged down by it and they're like, well, you know, I'm going to become a drug addict or an alcoholic Mm or, or a food addict or like whatever, like people are going to bury their trauma with all of these distractions because they're so prevalent in our society. Yeah. And it's, you can, it's easy to do. It's easy to bury the, the, the emotional pain with distractions. There's so many options. Being a workaholic or or drugs or or even Netflix and scrolling on social media. You know what I mean? Like there are so many options to distract yourself. Exactly. Like to distract yourself, um, and to confront some of those things, especially if it's like deep seated childhood trauma or like really horrific things that have happened to people to be able to confront that and work through that. That is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I I just like to kind of like let people know like it is it is possible. Like it won't always be easy, but like you can truly like be free within yourself no matter what has happened to you in the past and no matter what is like happening to you currently. Like it is possible. A lot of these old doctors are so like their information is so 
out of date. Yeah. Um, some doctors are good and they'll like constantly want to be like researching things and learning new things. Um, but typically it's just like, nope, this is what I'm taught. Like they're ingrained in their ways. They're like, no, this is how it is. You, I, I'm analyzing your symptoms and because that's what you're taught in medical school. You, you treat the symptoms. And then once you reframe that to maybe a more like functional style of doctor or holistic doctor where it's like, no, I'm not going to treat the symptom. Like your symptoms are is your body trying to communicate a message with you. The symptom isn't the problem. The symptom is the message. And to reflect that, to treat the whole body and the whole person um, to be able to heal everything that you are and not just mask symptoms. I mean, that is how we truly heal. But it's like. Like medical doctors aren't taught that like that's not what their purpose is, really. Um, So I think when we're going to a lot of these people for answers, it's like they don't even they don't even have any clue. They don't know what epigenetics is like. That's not their specialty. You know what I mean? Um, A lot of doctors, they still believe um, basically the whole thing that genes control your life. And a lot of people will tell you things like, oh, you should go get yourself tested to see what your what genes you're carrying. Yeah, what, so I can manifest that for myself? Right. Yeah, and no like, thanks. Um, well, I, I know like, it's like, I, yeah, I am kind of being like feel, a little like definitely. facetious about it, I guess. Um, I, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but maybe if you knew about something that wasn't good, you would be able to change it. Most people, they're going to find out about something bad and be like, well, now I can't have kids. They yeah, will have yeah, it. Yeah, they're like... Well, like and that's that. what I'm saying. Like people manifest it, and it's like, well, you know, uh, my father died of diabetes, so I'm just destined to get it. Instead right. of being like, maybe I should eat better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like exercise, and, and yeah. Sometimes knowing like things you're predisposed to is is beneficial. But I think overall, if you just work on, I mean, I I think you know, like diet and exercise and lifestyle, like isn't a one size fits all thing for people. Sure. But I think especially if you're a picky eater, maybe, maybe find ways to mitigate your supplement or supplement or yeah, mitigate yeah. your risks or whatever. Um, but I think like typically things that are unhealthy are unhealthy for our, like smoking, alcohol, drugs, sugar, uh, car, like whatever, like those things are like typically unhealthy for everybody. Right. And like certain people have different sensitivities and stuff like that. But I think typically even if you don't know what you're predisposed to, if you just work really hard on like being the healthiest, best version of yourself, like that's going to do way more for you than like understanding what what genes you, what you genes have you have. On yeah, exactly. It's just like you don't even need to get super sciencey about it. Like, just be healthy. One thing about life, like from my perspective, is it's not like I've never been through hard things. It's not like um, bad things have never happened to me. But ever since I was a little kid, I just have had this attitude and I I don't know where it came from. I was just kind of born with it where I always assume that things are going to work out for me. Like That's great. And mm. it sucks because I can't just translate it to people. Like my sister is only I, 16 yeah. months older than me. And uh, she would ask me and my friend at the time, her and our other friend would ask me and our other friend, how do you guys do so well in school? Like, how do you guys do so well in tests? Like, you just expect that you're going right. to, right? And we were yeah. we were both trying to explain this to them. We were like, "Listen, we just don't worry about it." And they were just like, well, "How it, do you it's, just not worry?" It's about hard it? to believe. And I think we talked about this on a show with Captain before. I don't know. Maybe maybe you were there. Maybe you weren't. Hmm. Uh, I think you were though. But um, like we all know that person, right? Like when you're talking about like the law of attraction or like manifesting, hmm. we all know that person that is like 
lovely, just like super positive. They're super friendly. And it's like, wow, she really has everything going for her. Like she's smart. She's pretty. Thank you. She's friendly. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like that. And it's like, wow, like good things just happened to her. Like this is like how. We do have some good news. This is from the AP. So APnews.com. Ohio votes to legalize marijuana for adult recreational use, becoming the 24th state to do so. 24 is, I mean, almost half. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Surprised it's not more. Says, Ohio voters approved a measure legalizing recreational marijuana on Tuesday, defying Republican legislative leaders who had failed to pass the proposed law. And and that's kind of what's interesting about this uh, to me. It wasn't just... Um, a law was put in and then the reps voted for it. Now it's law. It was yeah. um, the legislative session that had just passed. I guess they didn't want to pass it. We'll, we'll get into it, but they didn't pass it. And then the the citizens got to override that somehow. I think so. I think that's what they're saying. To me, this is really exciting because I I think cannabis is one of these things. It's largely misunderstood. I think we've had one of our hosts, Daryl W. Perry, once said, regulate marijuana like tomatoes, and I tend to agree nice. with that. I don't think it's a dangerous drug like like heroin or cocaine or methamphetamine. I think it's a class in and of itself. I don't think it's very dangerous. Uh, I, I think cannabis does have spiritual uses as well as a sacrament for most people. Well, maybe not most people, but some people. So to keep it as a criminal act to possess a plant... That we can just easily grow in our yard is is such a stupid idea. It is. It's so stupid. And it does nothing but ruin people's lives. Yeah. Um, it says the passage of issue two, which is I guess what the law is called, yeah. makes Ohio the twenty fourth state to allow adult cannabis use for non medical purposes. Quote marijuana is no longer a controversial issue, said Tom Heron, spokesman for the coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol. That's a... Yeah, I'm not into into that either. I don't think marijuana should <laughs> so be regulated like we alcohol. We should also unregulate alcohol. I wish that? it was the... Yeah, right. Like, I should be able to have a distillery in my house if I want to and make moonshine. Right. <laughs> Nikki moonshine? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish that his... Uh, I wish he was the spokesman of the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Tomatoes. Somebody yeah. should create right. that. Yeah, we should. Ohioans... <laughs> Uh, demonstrated this by passing state issue two in a landslide. Ohioans are being extremely clear on the future they want for our state. Adult use marijuana, legal and regulated, unquote. Um, But I mean, it is what they voted for. It says the new law will allow adults 21 and over to buy and possess up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis and to grow plants at home. Wow, that's really nice. (laughs) A 10% tax will be imposed on purchases. Mm, Yeah, not as nice. To be spent on administrative costs, addiction treatment, which I feel like has nothing to do with marijuana, right? Treatment? Are they saying that they're going to use marijuana for addiction treatment? Hmm. Well, they're saying that that's what the tax will go to, but that could be part of it. Well, yeah, I doubt doubt they're going to do that, but I've been saying this for a long time. That we should stop using methadone and um and you know for drug treatment and start using weed. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.